Hey, welcome to Instant Friends, the podcast where we introduce you to people in and around Orlando. As always, uh, my name is Jordan, your host, Jordan Jones. Uh, with me is Kay. You like that one, man? I kind of phoned it in this week on the yeah. nickname, yeah. but, uh, you know, tried out something. Um, real quick, uh, if uh, you have, if you don't know, Hinkley Fancy Meats in East End Market, uh, he's the provider of our, our beer today. Um we're drinking the Weizenstaffer. Is that right? Sure. I got close. Hell's. <laughs> I looked it up too. Um, yeah. Uh, it's the world's oldest brewery. Uh, it's brewed in uh, Bavaria, Germany, since 1040. So it's old. Uh, it's delicious. It's smooth. It's crisp. Um, yeah. It's really nice, especially for like drinking on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Hinkley's, he has 75 craft beers, ciders, and meads, large format beers. Uh, there's uh, amazing seating and like in the courtyard at East End, so on a nice day, especially as it gets nicer. He has rotating taps, um, and then uh, you know he also uh, he is also certified as Cicerone certification. So if he's there, he can also give you uh, like in depth detail on the beers, and also um, even if he's not, you know that what he's selecting is good. So mm-hmm. I know he gets a lot of my money every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this week we have a very special guest, one that um, I would I would say that. Out of all my friends and like that, I mean, I'll, I obviously have a lot of nice and ha- happy friends, but he's probably the most, I don't think I've ever met anybody that didn't like Pedro mm-hmm. Riccio. <laughs> you know, there's probably a few people that don't like me, I'm sure, out there. I don't know. I don't know if they, ex- you know, who they are, but yeah, I'm sure there's like a club of people. I doubt it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never met, met anyone that didn't. They're uh, conspiring against me, most yeah. likely. Also, everything goes wrong. Well, I've talked about, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Um, me with last names and like not like or worried having anxiety that I'm not pronouncing them right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm 100% positive that it's wrong with yours. Right. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it, it um, what is it? It's, uh, I know we say that was a, we had this really long uh, running joke. Uh, that was a RCP for disaster. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like that was the way, uh, by the way, that's my Instagram handle. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I feel like that's that's probably the way that you might have gotten to practice the name right. So. Well, it, but it is right. I just assumed that I was bastardizing it because mm-hmm. of my my whiteness. <laughs> that there's actually supposed to be some yeah, sort of no, yeah. a Latin uh, yeah. twang on it. Yeah, you Am know. I, uh, I mean, I how guess would you say it if you were like is in, in Spanish? Like if you're pronouncing it in Spanish, it would technically be recio, right? Okay. Not like I mean, you don't have to roll your R's that hard. That's just how what happens with me sometimes. Yeah. But uh, but you know, like English pronunciation, Recio, you know, not really a big. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, I just yeah, I just wanted to make sure because <laughs> even this morning I was like, I don't think maybe I've just been saying it wrong. Which I, <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious, man. Can you imagine? <clears throat> well, I've done this to break up our friendship right yeah. here, right on the show. Well, I've done that a couple times on uh, the podcast. I brought it up several mm-hmm. times. Yeah, if, they're not as important as me. Yeah, <laughs> the last just, names. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so how we met, uh, like uh, Greg, a couple episodes ago, said talked about. How I should call this? Uh, we should have called the pod- the podcast "How I Met at Third Wave" or like "How I Met at <laughs> Bruno's." That's basically like the majority of like uh, close friends are like in the restaurant and or at or uh, you know what you know at some point were. Um, but you, you're not you're not a cook or whatever. You just kind of you're a graphic designer. Yeah, I'm, I'm originally graphic designer, and then uh, sometime I think in 2018 or 2019 i decided to just jump into like kitchen stuff because you did weren't yeah. you, you said you just wanted to like break up the well yeah what was happening is uh, funny enough you know uh, really relatable to uh, what everybody's going through with the pandemic mm-hmm. i had a period of like isolation maybe like three or two years because i was just doing you know freelance work at mm-hmm. home and i really wasn't like getting out or anything like that i had already you know been in, in a bunch of bands or not a bunch of bands but a couple bands and um and you know was doing a bunch of music stuff and broke out of that and i decided you know let me let me try something a little different because i'm not really getting uh enough of the social um i kind of thrive in 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 some social environments at times yeah i would say that with about your personality that you're very uh very big uh people person yeah you know uh, um I, i like i like connections with people i like to connect other people as well too there's just something that's gratifying about, you know, uh, having that sort of connection with, with, uh, well, real uh, human beings. But also being like, uh, having an artist mindset for you or myself included mm-hmm. is, um, being around those people and those connections can help further A lot, yeah. like, ideas and like, um, you know, the artist brain and stuff like that. Cause 
I mean, also some people, you know, thrive in that that seclusion, mm-hmm. you know, but um, it's easier, I feel like, to uh, come up with ideas with the connections of people. And stuff yeah, like that. you know, like you end up getting inspired in a certain way with, with people. Um, you, you get to hear a lot of other people's perspectives that you might not really uh, be aware of. Yeah. You know, I don't know why that's something that was always appealing to me, just kind of, you know, hearing about uh, uh, certain people's stories and just kind of getting into it. But yeah, uh, you know. So, so what made you like... Um, want to cook because like i know because this is also something we might we'll probably get into mm-hmm. is uh you're also like for people that don't know like like i said super people person very likable but you also have like a uh you know a side of like anxiety oh yeah and like all that kind of stuff definitely, uh, definitely. so a lot of like uh, you know you know drawbacks that would not lend itself to that mm-hmm. high-paced kitchen environment oh like, yeah, yeah what made you think that like that's where you <laughs> wanted to go you know i think it was funny because this is something that I was uh, wrestling with as far as like wanting to break out of doing uh, what I was doing at home. And I just wanted to hurry up and get into something. And funny enough, um, I had seen uh, one of Bruno's ads, you know, I've known Bruno for a while now. Um, the band that I was in uh, lead singer is pretty much his best, best friends, so yeah. like brothers. And um, shout out to both of those dudes. But um, you know, uh, I got into it. Uh, just because it was something that was like available right, right there. Yeah. And then it seemed like um, there was a little bit of comfort because it's some, at least I knew somebody there, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That and it ended up being one of those things where like I jumped into it without really having, I think the other only restaurant experience that I would have had, which doesn't even count at all is I was probably like 19 and I, I worked for a little Caesars uh, and they still were delivering. That counts. Hey, <laughs> uh, do they still have hot and ready? I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, uh, that, yeah, that they're under pressure. Yeah. Under yeah. Pressure. Yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. So yeah. And like the first, like one of my favorite stories is like, um, I was, I was working really busy and like, uh, you had, like, you came up to me. It was like your first day, second day. You looked at me and you go, and you go, Hey, I think I fucked up. Yeah. And then like, yeah. I'm like really yeah. busy. And I remember being like, I laughed and I go, well, if you're yeah. telling me you think you fucked up, you know, 100 yeah. did. And like, and since then I loved you because you were like, but you had a look of pure, like, mm-hmm. like you, you knew, like you weren't like, like okay with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it was, it was weird. Cause you know, like I, so before this, like years before this, I would, you know, I've been in, um, in office environments, things like that, yeah. where it's just a good idea to, to, you know, cave into something that you might've screwed up on, you know, mm-hmm. instantly, you know, and then try to fix it. So I, I, that's the kind of background that I come from. So yeah. instant, you know, my instant reaction was like, "Hey, oh, I, uh, I think I, I ended up mixing some sauce into something else by it mistake." Like, it was like a Bloody Mary and, mix. Into yeah, that yeah. Thing. It was like it was like something for it was something for the bar, but like I ended up uh, mixing <laughs> yeah. it with something for the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I didn't know the importance of you know, or like, is this something that needs to be made again? You also asked a lot. Like you like when your first, you know. Or you didn't, I mean, all the way up to the end, like you asked a lot of questions because you, yeah. you didn't want to be the guy that fucked up. <laughs> like, that yeah. Was you know, like, um, I feel like, you know, with pizza Bruno, uh, at least in my experience there, it's like, you have to come correct. Yeah. And so I always, and that's just how I operate too. I always want to try to do my best on yeah. whatever I'm doing, especially if it's like a team environment, something like that. If other people are having to count on you. Yeah. You really want to bring it, you know? So, yeah, especially like, uh, I've done, oh, you've done a couple of graphic design things for me. And they t- like you are very meticulous about how everything's laid out. Like he did our yeah. logo. If you see that one, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like and it's it's something that I know you've gotten uh, on me about. It's more of uh just me overthinking things. You know, yeah, it goes back to that. It's just that's kind of like it's a it's a it's a gift and it's a curse. At yeah, because it's, so. it's something that allows me to really uh, expand on something and you know be more creative on uh. More creative than you know the typical person would probably be on something. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, where do you stop? Yeah, exactly. Where do you stop. You know. I gotcha. And you do great work. So. Oh, I mean, thanks, you, man. So somehow you that. know how to uh, where to stop. So uh, you grew up <laughs> in uh, New York, right? Yeah, where yeah. you were born. I was born in, in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, how long did you live, live there? So we lived there until like '89, uh, I believe. Is uh, and you were born we came, when we came down to Florida. Yeah, I was. I was. I was like the first uh, generation American in my family. Oh yeah, uh, nice. The the first son, the second, the second born. Nice. Um, so yeah, we spent about you know nine years in New York, and uh, in between like summer summer times, my this is like when back in the day when you could just send your kids, yeah, <laughs> on a plane and not even be with them. Uh, that was a thing back in the day. Yeah, uh, I guess not anymore. Yeah. Um, but I mean, um, people might say <laughs> it could be. 
but my folks would send me uh, to Dominican Republic where they're from. Okay, yeah. So I would spend the summers there. With uh, like family? Like- yeah, sometimes family. Sometimes um, it was more like uh, my, my mom had a tendency to be closer to like, um, you know, family friends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she was very close to family still. But but she also, you know, um, had a really tight-knit relationship with. And this which is something that, that a theme that kind of plays out in my life. Yeah. You know, constantly as well. And, uh, well, I mean, I can't even imagine because it's so uh, far from like my own mindset, even the New York part, but adding to the element yeah. also of going like uh, the Dominican or the DR, right? Yeah, the but, DR. That's the right. DR. You taught me that's the uh, yeah, man. That's, short term. That's, that's the street lingo, homie. Yeah, because yeah. you t- say the DR and go, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> the and, doctor, the yeah, drive, yeah, what yeah. is it? Yeah. So uh, you'd go back and forth. I mean, that had to be such a, a culture shock yeah, to come back. Yeah. Well, it's. I was thinking on this the other day and like, you know, my experience in New York, where I lived at specifically, it was a, a spot called Washington Heights. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and at the time it was very Dominican heavy. So it was almost like a, a transitional city from like uh, what you would experience, you know, in DR and then, like, oh, okay. and then also America, you know? So, so you weren't having any kind of like, you weren't coming back from the DR and being like, holy shit, there's like there's way more white people. You know what I mean? You yeah, weren't, yeah. It was, there was well, still some sort of. Well, funny enough, you know, I really didn't have a lot of experience. Uh, I don't remember uh, a lot of, a lot of, um, interactions with white people when i was in new york oh yeah yeah it was <laughs> that's how heavily heavily like uh uh latino or latinx you know how they, how they yeah. say these days yeah it what, was very you know uh, the, my neighborhood was just very uh latin where you, you know. didn't even interact with white people yeah 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 i remember seeing one white kid and i was like it was like um <laughs> it was like i uh what's uh what's it called the uh treasure hunt or treasure uh whatever what's it called oh you know uh, when, when scavenger? scavenger hunt uh. yeah it was like a scavenger hunt. You know, it's like, wow, there it is. One uh, white person, you know? <laughs> you mark it off your so, list. Yeah, check it off my list. Yeah. You know, the first white person. Um, but, uh, be, you know, like both places, they were definitely like, you know, not, uh, they were similar in certain aspects of the culture. Yeah. But like, you're talking about, you know, some of the places that we stayed at in DR was like, you know, shack type of joints. With, yeah. Um, with, that are, you know, concrete blocks and tin roofs, you know? Yeah. Well, so, it, like during all this, when did, uh, like, I mean, I assume you went to school in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what was your like? So, were you speaking both Spanish and like uh, English? Like, how did yeah. like those three worlds yeah. met? Like, because I assume in DR, you probably spoke purely. Uh, oh yeah, Spanish. no, definitely. You know, like in, in DR, mostly, and in, uh, honestly, in the household and in the in the neighborhood, it was mostly Spanish. But um, but from an early age, I developed a relationship with television. Right. Oh, okay. So yeah. because of this, um, I remember. I think my mom had said I was. I remember maybe three or four or something along those lines. And we were at, at, at the doctor, you know, getting like yeah. a yearly checkup or whatever. And the doctor doesn't know how to speak in, uh, Spanish. And so he asks, you know, my mom, you know, do you speak uh, English? And she's like, no. And he asks if I speak English. And my mom says no. And I, all of a sudden I said yes. Mm-hmm. And I started talking, you know. So and my mom was like, what the heck, you know. <laughs> Super, super surprised, apparently, you know? So yeah. this is how much like television it, I consumed. Yeah. yeah. So you know? were you doing like, uh, you know, like, uh, like happy days quotes? Like were you only, <laughs> only speaking in yeah, like can you imagine? Qu- Oh man, any, any shows that I saw, you know, um, uh, the first shows that I really started uh, looking, I mean, you know, I guess Incredible Hulk, you know, things yeah. like live action television yeah. show. Um, Charlie's Angels was probably on there for sure. Cause, yeah. cause these are some things that were running in Dominican Republic too, funny enough. Oh, okay. But like, but really my like the peak of television for me when I like my, with my relationship with television was like, you know, you're talking about cartoons like, you know, GI Joe, He-Man, yeah. Thundercats, yeah. you know, all those, all those super hyper masculine uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. cartoons that, you know, that w- they would tie in with toys as well. Yeah. Too, so. I mean, that makes sense too. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's something we kind of bonded over too, is like uh, not only that, like an era of um, TV, like the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s, but also like the music. Yeah. Like how, like was, how big of an influence was that on you? Because you're like uh, like one of the, I mean, uh, if you listen to, so far you listen to the podcast, you see mm-hmm. that it's either like chefs or people that are in some sort of music industry yeah. or were. That's kind of like the what I'm drawn to because um, mm-hmm. music is, I'm so consumed by it. Uh, cause you know, I, I suck at it. That's why. <laughs> no, no. Cause I'm tone you deaf. You just have a huge appreciation for it. It's the yeah. soundtrack of your life. Yeah, exactly. Much, you know? I do too. Yeah. And you, I feel like you have the same thing and you also have introduced me to an absurd amount of music that <laughs> I would never even like, yeah. I, if you'd have told me like five, 10 years ago, like, 
hey, you'll be listening to like 80 Synthwave or yeah. like you'll be listening to Stevie B. Yeah. <laughs> or like any of that kind of music. I have like way too much of a collection in my head of like, you know, uh, yeah, I know. music. Yeah. So like I, you've like introduced me to so much of the music that I love now mm-hmm. that I've transitioned out of what I used to like. Um, and like what age were you really starting to consume by that? Like around the same time where were you listening to because you also are a huge fan of like Latin music as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was I was like a sponge when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um just consuming music around me and to the point where like my pa- parents would be playing their records and the, you know uh for my dad for some reason you know he's the dominican man but mm-hmm. for some reason he really connected like with mexican music <laughs> oh, okay yeah so i had a lot of like uh you know a lot of mexican music playing in my household like and, was that mariachi I mean, what yeah like mariachi called? music yeah. you know uh you know uh pretty much like what they call rancheros which is you know uh, with rancher music you know okay and um you know violins and horns and all this stuff right and everything was like huge bravado. Everybody's, you know, suited up, you know, with big old hats, the whole shebang, right? And it's, this is something that like I would kind of consume and then I would be able to belt out, you know, uh, randomly uh, in the household, just, you know, sing some of these things. And I don't remember, you know, what specific songs. My mom would sometimes, you know, uh, tell me every once in a while, hey, you were singing this or you were singing this. But, um, but like, you know, uh, my sister at some point was a teenager, whatever she was playing around the house, I was yeah. consuming like we were seeing a lot of television between, you know, uh, theme songs or music of, you know, certain cartoons or movies, you know, like I loved, uh, uh, you know, Back to the Future. Yeah. I loved, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, a Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, okay. Huge, yeah. You know, and music like that was, it was just, it was something that I just connected with and really mm-hmm. liked. And I think it definitely was like a, a nostalgia. Thing, yeah. But it's just, I don't know what it is after that because, you know, uh, there's just different ways that yeah. you know as time goes that you're still able to connect with music a certain way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you still like even now that you hear a song, mm-hmm. there's still kind of brings you down back to that moment. Like mm-hmm. me and Kendra, are like, well, we talk, we've talked about this as far as like uh, we have because we've moved around so much and in different uh, times, we've had like basically like a soundtrack for like different areas. Like mm-hmm. I can play stuff that we listen to like on repeat in uh, New Smyrna. Kind of brings you back to that beach, like that those vibes because mm-hmm. we were consumed by. Not only the surroundings, but the music was also influenced by the surroundings. Well, Definitely, if that yeah. makes sense. This is, I think, it's uh, something that everybody should kind of explore with. Uh, you know, if you have any sort of um, streaming service, is just create a playlist, but create it uh, depending on like your certain eras. Yeah, that you might have gone through, and it's so weird how like you're able to tap into certain time periods of your life based yeah. on like the music. E- even if, even if it's like sad or anger yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely. like I can I. I like. I hate to keep saying this, but I've talked about like, um, like not being as angry or angsty anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like if I have headphones in and I'm like alone and I listen to a really aggressive music, I can, I can work myself up back into that yeah, mindset man. too. Even like I'm saying, like, it's like something with breakdowns. Yeah, exactly. Doom, to, to, doom, yeah, doom, to doom, to, to your point, being is like <laughs> you can kind of uh, almost like bring yourself back into that mm-hmm. mindset, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, it's almost sadness like you're conjuring or the, the, those feelings that you might have you know had at the time. Exactly. So you're living in New York mm-hmm. and then you say you moved when you were nine. Did you, yeah. and you moved to uh, Florida then? Yeah. Yeah. We moved to, to Florida and it was for, for my, my, so I have two other sis, two sisters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one is five years younger than me. One is five years older than me. Mm-hmm. I'm 40 years old at the moment. So I was born in 1980, just so y'all know. <laughs> but, um, but uh, our parents kind of conned the younger ones of us with uh with the idea that we would be uh, living real close to Disney. That's exactly. Uh, <laughs> if you, uh, Christine said the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. and then like, and because she lived in uh-huh. New York as well. Mm-hmm. And she was like, her dad was like, Oh, we're going to uh, you know, live Disney. And then they like convinced their mom. They moved to like uh, Naples. Oh, and they're like, and they're like, that's not Disney. Mm-hmm. So then they eventually did move to yeah. it. They, they hated it there. No, but, it, but, but it's messed up because you know, even, even, okay. So I, I got lucky because it wasn't Naples. Mm-hmm. It was still Orlando, but but I literally thought like you know we had driven um, all the way from New York to to Florida, uh, like just for the move. Yeah, and we got here at nighttime, and all I remember seeing is the house that we had gotten is a fence and just a bunch of woods. And I just assumed that when the sun was going to come up, I was going to see you know just, <laughs> you know a, a, yeah. a ball or, or a castle, yeah, yeah, something yeah. right there. You know, yeah. Especially and, someone so consumed by TV and yeah, like, cartoons. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that exact man so at the time. You know, like I remember. Uh, not that I was a, a huge avid, you know, Disney uh, TV uh, watcher, but yeah. but you know, like the Mickey Mouse Club was big at that time, you know, and there yeah. was other, several 
little musical shows where you know they would dance and do the singing and all that yeah. stuff, cover songs or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I thought literally like you know we were gonna be in in Disney and uh, and no, it was dang yeah. Was, so yeah, yeah, I guess when did you first go? Do you? I assume you've, you they eventually Man. took you. Well, no, nah, see, um, we we were always lucky. Like um, when I was younger, we would once in a while travel to Miami. Yeah, and because of that, we would go to uh, we would come to Orlando just specifically for going to Disney, right? Oh, and so you'd already been? Yeah, oh, I've been okay. several times because um, we had we always knew somebody that worked there, you know. So yeah, they would always get us in, and but it was still a hassle because it was a, it was always a bunch of us, you know, like it was like my family and maybe another family or something like that. It was just like uh, you know, yeah, a huge hassle. So I never really had like the best Disney experiences, you know. Yeah, <laughs> okay. well, you had told me up. before though that like. At some point, you had dated a dated a girl. You don't have to say her name. Mm-hmm. Dated a lady. I'm gonna say her name. <laughs> <Just kidding. No. laughs> uh, you had dated a lady who was like obsessed with, it. and you were going like this multiple is, times a week. Is I there feel like this is a common thing, uh, honestly? With like just and the, like I had so at the beginning of the year, uh, you you guys already know I went through a breakup at the end of last yeah. year. Yeah, and I was just exploring Tinder just to see what was around. You know. Yeah. And man, it's a super common thing. Like girls love like Disney. They yeah. Love, they're like, mm-hmm. they're consumed, uh, you know, by Disney. Well, you, uh, you told me like you had like had, yeah. it, had it down to where like you wear water shoes for or something like that. I don't remember uh, exactly. You had a whole routine. Yeah. Of, like, you're a, going so often. Yeah, man. You know, like it's, it was to the point where like, you know, um, I, I already knew like it was rainy in the, in the, like in the spring, you know, summer yeah. around that time. It gets super rainy. So it's like, why not just wear some swim shorts, you know, and a tank top, some some water shoes, and not have to leave unless there's like you know thunderstorms or something yeah. like that. But well, my my, po- my point being yeah. was that uh, that you, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I wish you just see that castle. Yeah. And to fast forward to you being an adult, and being yeah, like, I don't I'm here every like, goddamn I don't day. See that castle, yeah, you know, like so yeah, man, it's so funny. Like yeah. uh, uh, it, it was some like I was obsessed with, uh, with it, you know, when I was younger. Yeah, and then it ends up because you know like. Living in Orlando, you have to deal with a lot of the traffic when it comes to, you know, a lot yeah. of tourists and stuff like that. Yeah. So, it, yeah. so, and you can see like the city morphs a certain way based on, you know, on yeah. tourists. Oh, for sure. Well, we, so, we even see it at like Eastern mm-hmm. Market. Yeah. Right now, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, exactly. And stuff. You get big gaps of like, you know, of, you know, these people coming in. Yeah. You know, they're tourists. And which is great, you know, for, for generating revenue for a lot of these places. Yeah. But it's at the same time, you kind of lose that, that uh, community, you know, that yeah. community feel. I can see that. Yeah, for sure. And also having to explain to your family when they go to uh, like I drive and they're, and they're like, do you live around here? Yeah. No, yeah, I don't live yeah, anywhere no, close to this. Yeah, for real. This yeah. is nothing. I, this is this is super foreign. Uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like we it's went like we went last places. week for Kendra's birthday, like mm-hmm. went to that area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like it over it's here. A whole other world. It's yeah. like it's a, it's a completely different town. Yeah. It's not even like the same thing. The only time that I've ever found myself uh, in that area is either was either to like play a show somewhere on there yeah. or dates. Dates. Oh, yeah. That's about it. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're in Orlando. Um, mm-hmm. I assume you went to school here. Yeah. Did yeah. you? And now all the way up till you got, you know, or till you graduated or till a certain age, were you always going to the DR? Was that always a thing for yeah, your whole it was life? A, it, well, I mean, it started becoming less frequent the older that I got. But, you know, there was some like, even even when I was in, you know, um, transitioning from eighth grade to ninth grade, I had spent the summer in DR. Did, now, um, what was your like feeling toward it? Were you... Was there like a feeling that this is home or is it just a place that you're visiting? Yeah. Um, I think honestly, I feel like the other times, even though I, I stated certain areas, uh, I still felt like I was a tourist, you know? Yeah. I still had that tourist uh, vibe. Yeah. You know, you were never like, uh, oh, I could live here or whatever. You were just mm-hmm. like, you were, you were never in your head. It was like, I could just live. I'm just going to move to the Yeah. Area. Yeah. And it's not because, you know, um, it, it would be, it would have been a bad option. Or anything like yeah. That. It's just the progression that, that, you know, my parents created for, you know, our family pretty much. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, you, you move to the States, you know, and then mm-hmm. you, you, you know, do the family thing or, you know, you go to school, you know, whatever, yeah. finish all these things. And, you know, like the, the typical thing that every adult is, uh, quote unquote, uh, adult is supposed to do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I could see, see that. I was just curious because, I mean, like going back and forth might have been, mm-hmm. you know, so warped for a young brain as far as like, yeah, trying to yeah. decide. What side are you at? You know, American, mm-hmm. you know, Latin or Latinx or whatever. I mean, there was one thing that that it did solidify in me, and it was always like uh, the need to have to feel feel like I have to represent for the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you know? um, especially because at the time there wasn't as big of a community of Dominicans here in, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like because um, you know, like this place uh, has a lot of different uh, Latin communities. Yeah, and so. Um, 
it's a huge change versus like New York where I was just, you know, there were some Puerto Ricans that I, that I, that I might've known, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was like all Dominican kids. So yeah. because of that, you, you almost feel like you can be an individual versus yeah. having to like, you know, represent something. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that's kind of like what ended up happening here, you know, mm-hmm. where, um, that was my identity. Right. Yeah. And then, but then you, you know, fast forward to, you know, 96 when, when we had to move from here to DR where yeah. my, you know, my, my father just decided to hit randomly like, yeah, I'm going to start some businesses over there. We're just going to go. And oh, yeah. it's like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. So, I, and uh, how long do you live over there? It was, for, it was two years. Or were you like, <clears throat> were you like, holy shit, I'm not, were you like so against it? Like I assume at that point you're so mm-hmm. ingrained into yeah. American culture. Like I assume that that had to be. Yeah, tough. no, yeah. Uh, um, definitely ingrained into American culture. Like by this time I was, you know, I, like when I was younger, I was always doing something with music. I was mm-hmm. like a choir or whatever. I was going to ask you, when yeah. did you start playing the guitar? Was like, this oh, already so that, was in, that was in the American Republic. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, so that's where, that's when that started. But before that, you know, uh, before I had moved, I was, you know, doing some break dancing. <laughs> I was, yeah. I yeah. thought I, I, I had that in my notes and, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't remember if we, uh, if that was right. No. Yeah. That was, that was the, around that time, you know, but before, that was big during moved. that time. Yeah, well, there was like a resurgence of like, well, you know, breakdancing obviously was huge in the 80s. Yeah. It, it kind of it took a little bit of a backseat. And then around this time, there was a, a bit of a resurgence again. Yeah. And, you know, um, a lot of the kids, because uh, we used to have the skating rink that we used to go to. Yeah. Um, that had a, like a dance room. I so everybody was that, like, yeah. yeah, everybody was stoked to like show yeah. off their moves. Daggering girls on the yeah. dance <laughs> Yeah, there was, there was a lot of, you know, reggae and um, and what what was the beginning of reggaeton, you yeah. know, up. Uh, what was your spaces. go-to move where you busted? Did you ever like get to an elevation where you're like, I'm about to pull this off around friends somebody? Uh, dang, man, that's a tough one. You know, I was still, I don't think I had a go-to. I always tried to learn or I always tried to showcase the combinations that I might have learned, you know. Ah, nice. But um, but I was always trying to like learn something from whoever was, you know, doing better than I was oh, yeah. typically. Yeah, see, that's uh something yeah. that we also have in common because I was yeah. Like, man, when I was around that, I mean, how I, how old were you during that? Like, Around this time, I was probably like 14, With the 15. dancing stuff. Yeah. I was around that time, even before that, I was obsessed with it. Like, mm-hmm. obsessed with dancing. But mine was like a, the street. Footloose. Uh, I remember you telling me well, about Not, like, not only that, like, I grew up on Footloose yeah. and, like, dirty like dancing. and Greece and yeah. dirty dancing and all that kind of stuff. But then, like, I transitioned to, like, you got served and, like, Stomp yeah. the Yard oh, and, yeah. like, okay. um, all those, like, that uh-huh. really hardcore hip. And, like, they hype was, you up like crazy. Like, they oh, make dude. you feel like you can do some of this Oh, stuff. dude, like, yeah. I'm, I'm, in my, I'm in my room. I'm about to do it. I'm in my room trying to do a, uh, a headstand on a, <laughs> a, tra- a trailer carpet. You, you, you know? figure, you learn the routines and everything from, like, oh. whatever scenes and stuff oh, like that. Oh, my God, dude. I was ah. obsessed. Obsessed. Like I said, <laughs> we also have, uh, yeah. I wasn't good at it, but mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it. Because it's, like, any kind of, uh kind of go back to the music thing is, like, I'm like so appreciative of like any kind of expression, whether it's yeah dance, music, uh, mm-hmm. painting, obviously writing. I, w- I went through phases where I look back on it. It's kind of like transition to where I am now, yeah. painting. It's like I've gone through obsessions of like different styles, like mm-hmm. of whether it's dance, whether then like you know I tried to write for a while mm-hmm. and like all that kind of stuff. So I'm I've always been super fascinated with uh, that. I think but, that's uh, something that's really awesome that a lot of people tend to not explore. And it's like kind of important, yeah. You know? Well, now I'm like obsessed with uh, ballet. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. ballet dancers, like especially like sad piano, mm-hmm. dark like mm-hmm. uh, ballet stuff. Like, just like mm-hmm. it used to like choke me up. Now, I don't, <laughs> now I don't really yeah. have that. And, you know, in a way, it's kind of like you know you're looking into something that's unfamiliar to you. Yeah, and just trying to learn, you know mm-hmm. what 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 makes it. Well, there's no way that, I could ballet you know? now, but uh, you know, <laughs> going not, back, you know, we're then, not doing it, but you know, you, you can, you can definitely have, uh, pick up a, an appreciation for certain aspects of ballet. You know? Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've painted mm-hmm. it several times mm-hmm. here recently. Yeah. And that's come in kind of uh, an outlet to be able to mm-hmm. put it on a canvas. Um, so you're in the DR mm-hmm. and you started learning how to play the guitar. Yeah. And then you were like, what, now were you playing Latin music exclusively or like, no, no. It, what was funny is like, uh, so, around the same period that I was doing the breakdancing stuff, for some reason I did have an attraction to like rock music. It's just something that I didn't uh, really jump into as far as, because, you know, like, again, we were saying about identity. Yeah. I kind of felt like I was trying to project, you know, like, like I'm Dominican, you know, yeah. like typical Dominican. And, and I was under the impression that maybe, you know, um, people that are, uh, you know, where I come, where I come from are not really supposed to have like a, a rock background or, oh, okay, or you know, yeah. be into this type of music. 
So um, it wasn't until I moved to the Dominican Republic where I got to like really explore just being myself versus uh, trying to project an identity that I felt like I was forced forced mm-hmm. to, you know. And so because of because I didn't have a lot of you know uh, interactions with with people and stuff like that, I got to explore a lot of things. And one of the things that ended up happening was my sister had borrowed this uh, this acoustic guitar. It's like a Haitian handmade acoustic yeah. guitar, and um, she borrowed it. Um, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't have yeah. you know started playing because it's something that was just available to me that I you know picked up. But when I first picked up picked it up, it was more like <laughs> it was more like making fun, you know, oh, okay, of like yeah. either her or just music I can, I can totally see you doing that. Yeah, yeah like that. hey, look at me, I'm playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. I'm you, ha ha, you know. And it reminded me of this skit uh, that uh, oh, no, no, was it a skit? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg had done uh, where it's like yeah, um, he he plays this dude that oh no no it's from a movie. He's like, hey, I learned how to play, I do ballet, but it's like, you know, I did this, do it sarcastically and he does it really well. It's this messed up part, uh, but he's making fun of it. What movie know? is that? Man, I forget what movie it was, but it was freaking, that scene was was probably like the top thing of that of that movie. It right wasn't there. Boogie Nights because I just watched it. No, it that. wasn't Boogie Nights because I would have remembered that because y'all already know why I would have remembered that because yeah. I was traumatized for a little bit. It's not real. It's not real, just so you know. <laughs> but um, uh, freaking... Uh, we were talking oh, about you, you're talking about uh, learning how to play guitar. You're yeah, yeah, yeah. As a joke. Then at what point were you like, I'm yeah. going to actually play so, this? So at some point I had, um, I was in a private school in Dominican Republic and, or DR, sorry for short. And, and I had met uh, a buddy, you know, just through the school, through the school that I was going and he was doing guitar and he's, mm-hmm. he was playing really well. Uh, same, for, he's for your same time. age? Yeah. He's like, well, I think everybody in, that was in, in my class was about two years younger than me because- I wasn't doing very good at school um, before we had moved to DR. Okay. And so what they do is they automatically just push you back one year, right? Okay. And the amount of credits so, that, uh, that yeah. I had, the way that high school works, it's like, no, we don't we do not do that. You know, like uh, we don't just put people in the grade that they're supposed yeah. to be. If, if that's where you're at, that's where you're at. And we're yeah. push you back, right? So I was with people that were like maybe like two years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird experience overall. Yeah. But because um, I was used to being like the youngest one. I was mm-hmm. typically like one year younger than everybody else. Yeah. And the shortest. So... You know, I, I meet this dude. He, uh, you know, I go to his place. He shows me his, you know, dope ass guitar. Uh, he plays it. He a lot of the stuff that he plays is like rock music. He well, um, like what kind of rock music? Like, like man, you know, uh, I would say what would we consider radio rock at this point? You know, Nirvana, okay. Metallica, yeah, Cranberries, things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's and, still, I mean, it's pretty solid. And, and also keep in mind that like you're talking about a perspective of somebody outside the states, right? So yeah. like their their perspective of what rock music is. Uh, it's not really like specific to genres. It's kind of like every. It's kind of like everything blends together. It's like one thing. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's it's like Slayer and cr- the Cranberries. Oh, what? the same Doesn't thing. Doesn't make yeah. any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, almost like a a, sh- a shuffle. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, radio like random. Yeah, like super like, random. Oh, you know, shuffle. Uh, the other day they were search. playing uh, uh, the Cranberries radio mm-hmm. at work, and um, Evanescence came. What I guess you know I mean maybe the association of a female singer probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah I thought that was uh, strange. No, but to your point, but, anyways, but um, yeah. yeah. So he recommends that I uh, go to the, the same teacher that he has who teaches like um, more like music theory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, really relating to like guitar specifically. Yeah. So I took it, I took that about like six months and, you know, with the same Haitian guitar and everything. Yeah. Like the first things that I was just jokingly playing around with was like, you know, the Rocky theme song or like, you know, theme songs from cartoons that I may have remembered. Cause I always yeah. had this thing where I, I can remember songs from beginning to end how they are. Oh, really? But even if I didn't learn how to play them, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I would always remember like, hey, this is how this notes, these notes go, blah, blah, blah. Does the, to go to pause real quick, uh, this, the Rocky theme song, does it have a name? You know, we, we actually, I uh, believe it does, but I, but, and it's not even the Rocky theme song. It's called something else. But, and I don't remember. Yeah, so I'm saying like we had, yeah, I know we, we were playing Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Oh, so and, that one specifically. Oh, you know, no, we were playing Eye of the Tiger and then, uh, then Kendra was this yeah. humming just the theme. Yeah. And I go, I think that's an eye of the tiger. Yeah. She goes, I don't think it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm the idiot. Cause I was like, no, nah, I think. And she's like, no. Nope. And we looked it up and yep. then like, it's not. But. And go figure, you know, yet, yet again, being inspired by uh, music from uh, movies, you know, yeah, exactly. I've always, you know, I've always had a liking for. So you're playing eye of the tiger. Well, you're specifically uh, not, or not tiger. Tiger yeah, the theme, yeah, yeah like the, the, Sorry. the score, the, the score. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I go from that to like learning how to play some Nirvana songs, things like that. But, you know, um, specifically in the class, we were learning how to 
construct chords and stuff like that. So yeah. just more like technical stuff. And ar- around the time that I finished um, like my six months, or this is around the time that I kind of started just losing interest in everything in general because we were, had already made plans to like move back. Yeah, okay. Right? So I already knew that I was going to be moving back, blah, blah, blah. We ended up moving yeah. back. A lot of the stuff that I had, um, because we did a big move, a lot of the stuff that I had ended up staying there. Yeah. Right? So we ended up coming back and starting from the beginning. Yeah. Right. So that must have been hard. Oh, yeah. It was weird, man. It was so weird because, you know, um, again, I had to reintegrate, reintegrate to like what I was in before. Yeah. But it was like I was the new kid again, you know? Now, this is this is just going to be a, a, you know, a general observation because I don't think I've ever, we've, we've, you've told me stories and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, off and on, but never like the whole thing through. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Cause I've already asked you if I could talk about this kind of stuff, yeah. but, but do you think that like your anxiety and like your panic attack and your other, like, maybe like, you know, you know, mental things that you wor- work on and try mm-hmm. to get better at, do you think some of this stems from all the moving and like losing all your shit again? Yeah. And like, you have like I, a panic, you like, mm-hmm. like some of it stems from that same time. I mean, I think, I think it's definitely like genetic. Uh, it's something that I like figured out when I was observing my father, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, even, even, uh, like observing my niece yeah and seeing how she reacts to certain things it's like oh man you know it's in our genes you know okay yeah but but there was also you know events that you get uh, that just become trauma Mm -hmm. that lead to you know um you either you know getting into uh, depression or anxiety yeah you know and i feel like i did have spurts of of those moments you know uh, throughout my life yeah especially like i mean it must have been tough on a kid to Mm -hmm. move from you know, uh, New York to Orlando yeah, and try yeah. to fit back in and then from Orlando yeah. to DR and then back, you know what I mean? Like, well, you're I talking mean, about that, right? All of the moves. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, um, I, so the family that I also grew up in, it's, I know this is not like a, a common thing for every family, but I feel like it's definitely like, you know, uh, in the community that, that I come from specifically, I feel like this is a common thing. Uh, my, my mom was always trying to help everyone, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. It's, a, you know, something that I learned that I learned uh, to be a really good thing as well too. But because of this, I, I didn't grow up with not a lot of privacy. You know, there was a lot more people around me, things oh, like okay, that. Okay, yeah. So, um, you know, not having that that kind of, uh, not having that experience growing up. Yeah. You know, I feel like that that's something that definitely, like, made me lack on certain things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being short throughout yeah. my life. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, being in school, everybody's, uh, and like I said, every, you know, I was, like, maybe a year younger than, uh, yeah. than most, most people. And these kids are already like, I mean, I remember middle school kids had mustaches and I was like super intimidated. I was <laughs> yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, and I'm still a squeaky voice, dude. You know, I didn't yeah. really go through puberty until like maybe eighth grade. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, we'll kind of jump down on what I was going to talk about. Puberty. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, it was, it was the idea is like, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, jump mm-hmm. off the, like the story real quick is yeah. the idea that um, you, like I said, you, that this should be known as well as like, you are, I, I would say like most liked person, like I know a friend of mine. That like like I said, no one uh, you know doesn't like you. You're but you're always upbeat and like all that kind of stuff. Now like, but it's also it's so strange because like I, people always expect you to be that. Yeah, and that must be hard like being expected. Yeah, and then yeah. when you do have because mm-hmm. like probably what you're saying now, if someone listens and they do know you mm-hmm. or you know or an acquaintance of yours and yeah. they're not a friend, they probably wouldn't even know that you struggle with those things. Yeah, yeah. And I've I feel like the last few years I've been a lot more honest about things. So if, like you've interacted with me, most likely I've. Uh, yeah, not forcefully you know but yeah <laughs> but i've had a, a conversation with you about mental health you know, yeah in her shape or form you know yeah i mean and i mean on a small scale i mean i struggle with it too and just like trying mm-hmm. to be honest and how to uh fix it yeah and all that kind of stuff and you know uh all that kind of stuff but i just said i always i've always thought about that with you it must be hard because you're always on mm-hmm. or yeah, it used to be yeah. and like you know and but any kind of i i probably am accused of this myself is mm-hmm. if i saw you not being on or, you know, you're Something's having off wrong. day yeah. and like, you know, for some reason thinking that it was like a bad thing when it's not necessarily yeah. a bad thing, when it's something yeah. that you, you know, you're, you know, working through or whatever, but. I mean, you're, you're, you're right on that. There's times where I do feel like I might disengage just from the public in general, yeah. just because I, I don't want to have to like, you know, put on the shit, the, the song and dance, you know? Yeah. Would you, and, uh, would you do it better <laughs> than anyone? Yeah. And, and it, and it does come natural. It's something that <clears throat> it's not that it bothers me, you know, uh, it's, there's times where it does feel natural. Yeah. It just comes out like. Yeah. But just being doing I that all the, you know? all the time. And that has to be. But yeah, exactly. Trying, you know I mean? trying to, trying to be that specific thing all the time can get heavy, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, especially last year, everybody was going through yeah, some sure. hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you know, there wasn't really any, any real interaction as much, you know, um, yeah. as, as the typical year would have been, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Well, so we're uh so you're in you're moving back to Orlando. Mm-hmm. You now know how to play the guitar, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so at that point, what at what point do you are you like? Um, do you look for a band? How did you decide maybe that a band was the way to go? Because also, like, uh, what kind of music were you like really interested in oh, at the time? Like okay. as far as playing. So at the time, I was, you know, like I was in a, a punk metal band, but punk was not anywhere near my radar. It was it was metal. It was like uh, specifically like prog metal. I was really into like prog music. So that's and I mean that's Rush, also string theater, like really dorky, oh, okay, like yeah. super dorky, like. Like most likely, the guys are gonna go uh, to sh- uh, to some of these shows in Tiva sandals, okay, know, yeah, and, yeah, and faded black shirts. That's so a, lo- a lot of technical, yeah, like, yeah, a lot of yeah. yeah, like a lot of showmanship stuff, you know. Yeah, um, that was what I was kind of interested in. I I knew that I wasn't gonna get into that kind of band, um, just because I I, I wanted to f- uh, focus on the fun aspects of it because there's like a lot that you know some of these dudes that are in these bands go to some, like colleges that are specific for you know music mm-hmm. or whatever, and it's like I didn't really want to get into that you know that's that, yeah there's a lot of work that goes into that so there was at the time uh, i don't know if you guys remember myspace yeah that, oh, that's, where, was, that's where we got first started yeah. start to, first talk hey like, look at hey MySpace. hey was yeah. it was it just through friends or was it like the, uh, we had seen ads? each other i think we told the story but uh yeah. we had seen each other yeah but then like uh i think like when we really because we weren't really allowed you weren't really allowed to talk on the phone that much right we did. We, uh, I mean, she's not allowed. She, she, was, she was just. She's lying to me. I don't know. Uh, she, she was just lying to me about that. Yeah. But anyways, but no, we uh, messaged back and forth on uh, mm-hmm. through MySpace quite a bit at, at first. Yeah, and I forgot. I think I might have had like a good Charlotte song on my. You, I can't, you know, I can see that. I, can I can't see remember it. what. Uh, you had hair that covered one of your eyes. Yeah, maybe some Usher. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't, yeah. I don't remember what. Look at exactly you with some Usher. Okay. But anyways, sorry, MySpace. So MySpace, you know. Um, at the time, they they would have classifieds. Uh, mm-hmm. They had musician classifieds. Oh, I didn't know that. Too. Yeah. And I met a few, like uh, a bunch of different people. I mean, there was a point where I even had met somebody that wasn't even ended up being not like a a, a, ba- a band type of friendship. It was more like you know the music scene friendship type. Yeah. Of thing, you know, and so I I started getting to know a lot of the local uh, people, and that's where I also met uh, Tony. Which is the, one of the guitarists that's in the band that I was in. Well. Yeah, and through him, I ended up meeting uh, who would be eventually be our bassist, is who's also one of my really good friends, mm-hmm. Eric. And um, so that's kind of how I jumped into you know just jamming out with people or whatever. At this time too, I had gotten a, a Sam Ash card. Okay, <laughs> it was like a two. It was um, it was credit. Yeah, it was like two grand, and I spent all my money on just like production gear and all this oh, yeah. stuff that I probably shouldn't I had no business, you know, spending my money on. Yeah, but it was like uh, you didn't have to pay it like for a year or something. Yeah, like that. so I was like, let me just get all this stuff. I had a drum room. I had a room with the, with all the drums and everything like that. Yeah, I assume you're moved out of the house at this point. No, no, no. That, oh, that's really? the funny part. On um, my, you know, uh, there was a point where I was living uh, not at my house, but my parents were still nice enough to let me keep uh what was my old room as like a music room all right that's all that's, yeah. that's awesome man. so but but at some point that was like my bedroom and the music room oh so there's like so yeah I, you're sleeping yeah, on your drums i had a futon shit. and everything bro like it was like a futon drums I, the drums were mic like there were some mics everywhere i had a big old two stack um uh cab situation yeah. that was unnecessary by the way i spent way too much money on this stuff <laughs> and it was like for nothing yeah, but it was yeah. still a learning. Experience. They they let you your parents let you play whenever you wanted to. No, not whenever I wanted to. I mean, definitely had to no, 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 yeah, off time. You yeah. know? And the weird part is, uh, typically I wouldn't get into like jamming as much, even though I did enjoy jamming. You know, um, what I would do mostly is, I would create like one one minute clips of uh, music. Yeah. To see, like it was my way of like tweaking. Yeah. Uh, uh, a sound on something or a recording on something. So. It was almost like I wasted time on not learning how to play certain things really well, mm-hmm. but I and then I ended up spending more time trying to you know figure out hey, how do you get this stuff? You yeah, know, like how do you record this stuff? How does this work? Kind of well, what we talked about at the beginning of the episode of like with the graphic design stuff mm-hmm. is like you were so obsessed with making it perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. That, uh, you get lost, in yeah. And it's like only hey, bro, this is only like a minute clip of a song. It's not even a full song. Yeah. No, no vocals at t- sometimes, you know, just because I didn't, I, didn't, I might have not gotten, gotten to that like point. Or yeah. Whatever. But, uh, cool. but it was th- through this time that I kind of started jamming with people. And what was your uh, parents th- like thought? Because I mean, like you said, like it wasn't even yeah. in your realm of idea of like yeah. Latin music or rock mm-hmm. music didn't exist. Yeah. And, like yeah. there was no Latin people playing rock music. Mm-hmm. And um, like I assume for them who their first, gen- oh, you said the first generation. Yeah, first generation son. American. Yeah, yeah American son, son, too, son yeah. was like, it's like now he's like playing <laughs> rock music. Yeah, it's the devil's exactly. Music. Was your and your mom was religious, right? 
Well, you know, I grew up in a Catholic household. Yeah. Um, a little mixed uh, Catholic or and what would be considered Santeria. Yeah, I, well. I wrote that in my notes. A little bit of that. Um, a little snake charming. But yeah, snake charmer. <laughs> uh, it's always funny because you always compare like with snake charmers and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, did you get bit by snakes this weekend? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, uh, my dad, for my dad, it was, he's never really gotten into anything art-wise that I've you yeah. know, been into. He's more like just a hardworking type of dude. Yeah. You know, I, I'd call him like um, like stubborn. And, yeah, and uh, he's a little bit of a caveman. Yeah, not in a bad way, but it's just that's just how he is. Yeah, my dad doesn't but, give a shit about right? music or exactly. art or whatever. Like I show him a painting. Mm -hmm. Okay, right. Whereas <laughs> my mom, she was more. You can tell, like, uh, she never really like went to like any classes for anything, or, or you know, did like like any group act, uh, group art activities or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But she was always doing something with crafts, you know, um, and making money off of. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she had some sort of, yeah. Uh, so she had some sort of, you know, and then she had a really good singing voice too. She had a, a, a an opportunity when she was younger to like uh, do band stuff, but she, uh, she ended up not doing it because her mom didn't let her, you know? Yeah. So, so there's a little bit of uh, uh, that side yeah. from my mom. Yeah. Know, so, yeah. So that's awesome. Me, yeah. So, so there's, yeah. I mean, it sounds like your mom was probably pretty supportive. Yeah. So it's like, no matter what, what I was doing, as long as it was like musical, she didn't get, she didn't really. <laughs> I think the confusion about rock music is like, how do you dance to it? Like that was the main yeah. thing with anything with Latin folks is like, how do you dance to this? Like, how do you, how do you do it? Like, you know, cause everything that's uh, music is always a revolved around the activity of, you know, two people dancing yeah. with each other, you know? Um, so uh, well, how, what, how do you do that? Yeah, that's you know? true. I mean, <laughs> how do you, you do that? Rock you do uh, uh, spin kits. Yeah. Like that. It's the whole group and it's like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. But it was still something that, sh that she supported just because, you know, she saw that I was doing something musical. It, I had been in choir like when I was younger and mm -hmm. uh, I got, I got like disinterested just because I was a super short dude and I didn't want to give anybody else more of a reason to bully me. Yeah. So I was like not confident mm -hmm. in going to, you know, past like sixth grade. I, I was not confident in going to any, like anything arts wise. Well, it's the same as like, uh, you know, looking back, I was thinking about how stupid it was because I was so yeah. interested in being cool. Yeah. And like being cool and like I played sports and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And like I played saxophone for like two years. Man, that is but, pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but, but 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 no, but like the but the moment like there was a it was a transition period because uh -huh. everyone played band when you got because it's such a small school, but like everyone tried to get in a band when you're like in sixth grade because it was just like what you did. Yeah. It would be an extra class you could take. And then, but then there was a some sort of transition period where it like it became not cool. Like where it's like where I was, was yeah. kind of the same thing where it's like yeah. I I wasn't getting picked on anything, but I was like, oh, saxophone, that's not, that's uh -huh. not cool. Who wants to, I mean, I'd rather, you know, wear my Hollister shirts and play baseball yeah, and basketball. You know what I mean? It's like, and looking back, I'm like, it was dumb. If I, was, if I just was yeah, stuck with it and like. It, it was, you know, yeah. Yeah, same thing. I had the same experience where I look back and it's like, you know, um, yes, you know, it's, that would have been something to have to deal with, you know, people uh, picking on you just because, you know, you're in band. It, like, especially I had tried out like a sixth grade, I think mm -hmm. it was. And the way that they did it before. Is that they would have you try out all these instruments just to see what yeah. you know what you might uh, be uh, good at right out right right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was apparently the flute, right? And I was like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> like it was, you know, one yeah. of these. Yeah. You know, and um, and I just I <laughs> didn't like that idea, and I just imagined that I would was probably going to get made fun of in some way, shape, yeah. or form. But looking back, it's like, whoa, you know, a lot of these people tend to foster all these relationships uh, throughout you know, these experiences, mm -hmm. like, you know, people that are in band or whatever, and they get to do all these cool things too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, it's just one of those things that child, that childish thing of yeah. like, how am I going to look, you know what yeah. I mean? And where I now mean, it's like, it's like, I'm just gonna but it's it, a re reoccurring theme for me where it's like, you know, safety over everything. Yeah. Times, you know, true. Yeah. I mean, and there's, I mean, nothing to be said bad about safety. There's a, you know, a sense of comfort, mm -hmm. but getting out of that comfort zone every now and then yeah, is, yeah. it's also a good place to be. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're uh, in a rock band. Mm -hmm. What was the name? So Dying Regime was was the rock band. It was my first, like my first official band that I was into. Yeah. And like, like I said, it's a classic theme of people like, because the scene, I guess, like I said, we've talked about it multiple mm -hmm. times already. I've said we've talked about it multiple times already in this episode. But yeah, anyways. Multiple uh, times. But uh, that the scene was big. Yeah. Like, especially like the rock scene. Yeah. Like, there, were, there were times where I would uh, dive into just learning about the scene and learning bands and. And I would fanboy uh, over, you know, certain acts, even though they were just like regular local people, you know, yeah. you, can, you probably go to Starbucks and there's, you know, such and such from a band, you know. And like, I can ask you this because, uh, like you said, um, you are 40 and you were at the, at the earlier stages of it. Mm -hmm. Like, was there like a moment where it was like, it just like exploded as far as like the scene here, like, like the scene? 
or is it something that like transitioned up and then because it because also mm-hmm. should be said that it feels like it also died out right? yeah am i wrong about that no no i think you, i think you're right there i feel like there was um just periods of of explosions certain di- different types of explosions throughout yeah throughout the years so like um so it would be maybe maybe every th- every three years type of thing, you know, where yeah. where there was a lot more going on. I mean, like five years ago, you have like you know the Florida Music Festival that was mm-hmm. popping off, and between that time or you know like before or after, um, you would have uh, Vans Warp Tour yeah. that would come through. Before that, you'd have fests, you know. Uh, what do you think that fest? All these things. Well, you think that any of it? Because there is a few bands from uh, Orlando that like kind of like hit big around that time. You mm-hmm. think that that had anything to do? I think, isn't Trivium from Orlando? Yeah, well, Trivium's, uh, I mean, I guess technically they're from Longwood? But I mean, technically, I mean, I mean, like, <laughs> Longwood, Winter Park, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, so like, but that probably is, uh, you know, a good indication like them, yeah. a day to remember, like other bands yeah, like that, yeah. like in that early 2000s, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, really started popping off and then I think it made mm-hmm. more people get them enthused of like, that's the scene, you know what I mean? Yeah, there, there was a lot, a lot of popping off. I think it also had to do with, you know, not that, Wholesale always has an effect on things, but I, you know when you have a big powerhouse. Oh, okay, music, yeah, true. You see, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, there's, yeah, think it's, and then you have like all these in, uh, independent studios that pop up. You mm-hmm. know, um, before you know it was really a thing because now it's definitely something that you know everybody's inv- investing in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even. I mean, is, does it still exist as far as like that kind of same mentality? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to take your mindset out of COVID, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like 2019 was it still? I mean, is it still mm-hmm. something? I think it's not as much at the moment, and uh, definitely, you know, the um, pandemic. Had yeah, a huge, but if you go back before that, that, yeah. But but I have a feeling that like, and this is kind of like why I was also debating on man, I, you know, I really kind of want to do some music stuff here mm-hmm. and there. I don't know what in what shape or form. Uh, yeah, way shape or form. But I wanted to do something because I know that it's gonna once everything really opens up and it's a lot safer i think it's yeah. gonna get crazy yeah i think alive. so i think so too i've i said mm-hmm. this before is with uh someone else about mm-hmm. a lot of like especially when things are open up like music yeah art festival like all that kind all of that stuff, stuff i think yeah. is going to be yeah. big because a lot of us like, uh artistic mindsets have been creating during mm-hmm. covid even even so you know what i mean to i the know point where even like mediocre acts can can perform and yeah we'll be all about it you know yeah. like, oh my god I st- well, people are just excited out. to be yeah, out just excited know? to go out and do something you be know? free whatever um so we have a few minutes left mm-hmm. and we, but i we gotta say we bear, we're, we're not even out of your 20s yet yeah bro so like uh like i yeah. said we're not on that's not over just yet we but I, uh, I, I, I gotta go some highlights if you want. What's up? I can go through some. No, I'd rather have you want. back for a part two. Oh, okay. And then right. we could do that. But we, Dang, we, we, I'm we, a part twoer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to have everyone on part okay. two. But, yeah. but anyway, so we're going to just like, I'm going to ask a couple questions. We're just we're so going to keep going. Continue. I just wanted to, I don't want to just drop it off because, like I said, mm-hmm. you still have why you want to do graphic design. You yeah, still we have, still have all that true. shit. Uh, we have all the relationships with Pedro. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Hit up Pedro if you're looking for a date. Oh, Lord. He's a cute boy. Yeah. Um, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go Dutch though, y'all. Okay? Yeah, we gotta go Dutch. Can't be. I'm not gonna be paying for no meals. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I thought you were saying you want. I thought yeah, I thought you were saying you wanted a Dutch girl. A Dutch girl? A Dutch oh no, no. I only date. I want only only Dutch girls. Dutch girls. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So me and you haven't really caught up much uh, lately. So like, yeah. what have you been listening to lately? Because I'm always fascinated by your wide range mm-hmm. of uh, man. Music. You know what's really weird is uh, there's. A lot. I've been listening to a lot of like um, instrumental music. Me too. A, a lot of uh, jammy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and it, one of those things that it typically happens is uh, anytime somebody will ask me, "Hey, what are you listening to?" I'll have I'll draw a blank, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, and I'm like, "Who the heck? What is I listening to?" But I remember now. There's this one band called the Budos Band, right? The Budos. Budos, yeah. And it's cool because like the music that they play is almost there's like a funk element to it. Nice. Um, but it. It reminds me of like a walk, a strutting on the sidewalk music. You know, yeah, you just feel good, you know. That's good, but it's like slightly villainous too. Ah, yeah. I like that. I yeah, I've, uh, I don't know if I brought it up on here, but I've been still a lot of dark piano music. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, the, the, what you said the, uh, in regard to uh, ballet. So. Yeah, yeah, but like I also yeah. just have been, but I also have realized it's not uh, particularly healthy for me for my mindset. <laughs> Because like, yeah. like, like into the sadness is what happens. Yeah, or did not yeah. say I'm not necessarily becoming sad, but it's mm-hmm. like for like we're saying like that groovy walking on the sidewalk. If I'm walking yeah. the dog, like you not know, I, I, it's not the best music. Like, All of a sudden, uh, it's overcast in the sky. Yeah, the sun ex- is not sticking out as much. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like life? I mean, one of the playlists I was stuck on recently on painting was called uh, um, "Dark Piano for Dark Thoughts." Wow. And like that was like. <laughs> 
There was names like, you know, like murder and all that yeah. stuff. And it was just like this intense yeah, guy man. that does this intense piano mm-hmm. stuff. Sometimes they'll have like lightning in the background of, the, of yeah. some of the songs. Too, yeah. And you know? like, you know, especially like all, the, all of his album arts that he put, put, uh, puts mm-hmm. up on YouTube. It's like all like uh, dark mythical, like, yeah. like, uh, like wolves with like, you know, uh-huh. chasing down a woman or something. Super relatable stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very <laughs> like, I was like, I actually was thinking that yeah. recently. I was like, I shouldn't probably be listening. No, to no. Right. Yeah. You, I mean, I mean there's, there's a, mi- there's a mindset for it. And like, cause I feel like you probably the same way as like, yeah. it can, it takes control it's over tr- like. This is why I also separate my, my, um, my playlists based on like moods. Like, that. Yeah. You know, I know it's mad dorky, but. What do but you, but something. like for, for you, mm-hmm. if you are in like one of those moods. Yeah. Do you, do you descend yourself into it by listening to something darker or do you try to bring yourself out with something more like upbeat? It, years ago, I would have, um, I would have tried to forget about it. Um, lately what it's been is, uh, if I feel a certain way. I'll just be like, oh, man, I feel it this way. Let me just freaking push through this feeling. And so, like, I'll purposely try to, you know, just let yeah. that thing flow. And sometimes music tends to be a really good way to do that. You yeah. know, because you can, again, you can tap into, you can go from, you know, uh, a playlist where you might feel sad to, you know, a playlist. I have one that's specifically for introspection, you know. Yeah. I have one uh, for, like, feeling hopeful. You know? Yeah. So you, you can go through that and then. Mm-hmm. Kind of move out of that, uh, that a, feeling. That's a good way to look at it. Um, real quick though, one thing I definitely wanted to listen to, yeah, because I told you not to tell me because I hadn't heard, heard this before. You yeah. kind of brought it up briefly recently. Mm-hmm. The uh, we have like five minutes. Yeah, how quickly can you tell the Lint Biscuit story? Yeah, I can tell it pretty quick. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, so um, there was a point where uh, it was in the mid two thousands where, or early two thousands where um, West Borland had left the band, and so for some reason Lint Biscuit decided to tag team with a Guitar Center. And they did a mass auditions for guitarists. It was more like a um, like a marketing thing versus yeah. like really trying to find somebody. And so I, at this point, I hadn't really played in a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why. What possessed me? I think my sister. My sister really was pushing me. Like, oh, you know, because I had told her about this audition. It was something that I was kind of thinking about, but not really sold on. And, it's, and I had to go to all the way to Jacksonville too. And she's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So I go all the way to Jacksonville. Um, like, which is where they're from. Which is, yeah, that's their home, yeah, their hometown. The bands out of, yeah. And, um, and so unlike other, um, uh, other events, cause they had done this, you know, across the, the whole U S it was, um, this one wasn't at a guitar center. It was like at some club that they were familiar with, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so we got there like at 3am or something like that, but we still had to like wait, um, yeah, we started waiting in line. Like it's like American at 5 Idol. Yeah, yeah. it's like American Idol. Big old mass auditions. I saw like I saw some people that worked in in, in um, some of the music stores. You yeah. know, auditioning. There, <laughs> you could tell they're trying to get out of that. You know, yeah. situation or whatever. Um, really good players. Um, now, and, did you did you ever? Because you said if you don't really know much yeah. about Limp Bizkit, like West Borland, all of them have kind of a gimmick. Yeah. Did you ever think that of doing a gimmick? Like, uh, you know, I. <laughs> I didn't think of anything, but I should have. I should have done like a luchador thing or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, that'd that be great. That probably would have fit perfectly in there. But I just, you know, um, I, I just went for it, and I didn't know that it was like kind of like mar- marketing thing and something yeah. I learned just throughout throughout the experience. Yeah, waiting, waiting like maybe six hours yeah. in the cold uh, until like they finally. And this was supposed to start like at ten yeah. or whatever, but it started like at one. We go through the the whole line, and I get there to the the spot where you audition, plug in my guitar, play a, a certain p- a part for maybe 30 seconds. And then they're like, okay, cool. Thank you. We got what we wanted. And so they ended up recording uh, some of these sessions versus like actually having the, the guys go through, yeah. through some of this stuff. And so, yeah, that was, I mean, well, you was, didn't get it though. You're not in Yeah. Limp yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I didn't get it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're here with us. Go figure. How yeah. dare they? You How know? dare they? So, um, but it was still an interesting experience. It was something that, that like, my band was uh, uh, making fun of me like a lot for it. Was, well, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I wish you would have got it. Um, but like I said, Pedro, we're going to have you back for part cool. two for sure because yeah. we barely even tapped into anything. Yeah. Um, I'm down. As always, um, follow me on artist uh, Jordan C. Jones, see any kind of paintings, upcoming events. Uh, the Quantum Leap Winery voting is still going on. So if you want to vote on that, uh, that'd be cool. Get me a couple free cases in, on a uh, wine bottle. Uh, follow the uh, podcast at Instant Friends Pod. Uh, rate us, like us, hate us. I don't know. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening to Instant Friends. Bye.